listening to the Black Compass Podcast, the show that brings you real talk from women about culture, career, justice, and wellness, all all in in the pursuit pursuit of Black excellence, with your host, Dynasty Hunt, and Dr. Jess Williams. Welcome to episode one of the Black Compass. Today's topic will be on Black imposter syndrome. It is Friday. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I made it to Friday. We just need to give a hand clap for that we made it to Friday. Yes, yes. We're going to give a hand clap that we made it to Friday. So I know we love to start off our episodes with a check-in question for everyone. So I think the check-in question is, what is one thing that you were told about yourself at an early age that you have now realized is not true? That's a good question. I mean, because... We're always told some things that may not necessarily um, be true. Um, I have an early memory of when thinking about going to college, what I wanted to be. And I always knew I wanted to be a doctor, but originally I wanted to be a pediatric neurosurgeon. Mm. And... I swore I would go to John Hopkins Medical School. Ben Carson would be my mentor. (laughs) Like, I had it all (laughs) planned out in my head. Um, And growing up, I grew up going to private school. And then I specifically went to a high school that was for students who wanted to become doctors with a strong focus on math and science in um, Los Angeles. And I remember being told, well, you're not going to be a doctor because your SAT score is too low. Mm. And I was in 10th grade at the time. And I, this is before I had to switch schools to go to the magnet school I wound up graduating from. And it was just so defeating. And part of it was that I was the only one. Mm. And math wasn't my strong suit either. So... I always kept in the back of my head that I'm going to prove you wrong. I just don't know how I'm going to do it. And now, 20, 30 years, 20, 30 years later. Um, we're not counting. We're not going to. Like, what age? Yeah. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> Some um, years later. I am a doctor. I'm just not a pediatric neurosurgeon. I'm a psychologist. Yes. So... It's interesting how a memory like that can have you tripping throughout life. Mm-hmm. And if you don't find your grip, you can get stuck and lost mm-hmm. with no direction. That, that resonates for me so much about how you can get stuck and lost in what you're doing and trying to figure it out. I, I can remember early on... I had this goal for myself, right? I, in, when I was in college, the first one in my family, one of the first ones in my family to go to college. And I was like, one, I just want to graduate. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go and I'm going to sit on an executive team. I'm going to make decisions, but I'm going to make decisions in a way that help my people, that help black people and other people of color like rise up. I was like, I don't want to be like in the middle of the pack. I want to you know, get to the top. I remember my very first job, I had a boss who was like, 
yeah, well, the statistics show that black women don't get to leadership positions very often. So you should just focus on doing a really good job working for me. But you'll probably always work for white men. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I like, y'all can't see me, but I'm definitely someone who my facial expressions show on my face. It's hard for them not to. So I am sure that I was giving him the, this man is crazy. He, he, he don't know me. He don't know me. He don't know my, my people. You don't know my parents. That That's not going to happen. But in some way, that fueled the fire for me. That fueled that fire for me that I was going to prove him wrong. And, you know, I am now in my, on my third leadership role, sitting on a leadership team, making this, those decisions, shifting impact, and leading my own organization as well. Like, doing all of that. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was about really working through that voice of, you're telling me that I can't do this. And I can choose to do one of two things. I can choose to internalize that and live in that and operate from a place of fear. Mm -hmm. Or I can choose to use that to fuel me to go in a different direction. And I used it to fuel me to go in a different direction. But I think the reality is, is that there are so many times where we don't do that. where Where we let fear get in our way. We let that fear fuel us and put us in this like different position which is what we're talking about today so imposter syndrome imposter syndrome how would you define it i believe imposter syndrome is when you begin to believe the fears that have been placed upon you Mm. like you said you internalize them so you really start to believe and you start to show actions that allow that aligns with those fears and what's crazy Jess is these fears are fears that are unfounded that's that's a crazy thing when you step back and you look at them Mm -hmm. they are fears that you have put on that someone has given you or that you have taken on yourself but there is no evidence like I can't do this I can't be this I can't have this And it's like, when you ask, you know, I talk to people about this, we both do, in our own individual ways, is we're coaching folks, and it's like, well, who says that? Where'd that come from? And it's like, oh, I don't know. I just decided that I'm going to internalize Mm -hmm. this and have it baked in. And I think it's even heavier for black women, black men. I think people come, let's talk about black women. Because I think... Not only does imposter syndrome come up where it is about this unfounded evidence and this fear that you have, but I think that a lot of people, you know, they give you the cookie cutter things. They're like, go out and express your fears and tell the world, yes, I can, and it's going to be okay. And let's just be honest, the world was not created and set up and built for us just to come out and be like, and now the world is okay, and you can just go out and leap, and now it's done. Like, we have additional barriers that we have to face because the world is constantly telling us that we are less than, period. And it's, it's the hierarchy of belief systems mm. is where I think um, displaces us as African-American women, as black women. It's we're getting the beliefs of what, you know, relatives think of us, what friends think of us, what professors and teachers think of us, what 
people that don't know us think of us. Like we're getting all these beliefs of how should be or is when, like you said, there's no evidence of None. it. So what happens is we make it a part of our belief system. It's mm -hmm. like when you look in a mirror and you're just like, one day you're like, oh, I'm so pretty. I'm beautiful. I love my brown eyes. I love my full lips. I love my weave or my curls or whatever it is to somebody said, why is your hair like that? Oh, yeah. Or um, why do you speak like that and then you go back and you look in the mirror and you're just like well I don't like my hair oh I don't like the sound of my voice oh I you really start to believe the beliefs that come from another person from their mouth mm -hmm. because of maybe their own inferior or whatever their their issues are right and then you really retract your whole life you retract your whole life with these beliefs and or you try to push against those beliefs, right? Yeah. So you walk out and you're like, I hear you, but that's not true. Those beliefs are unfounded. I, have, I know that they're unfounded. I know that this imposter syndrome, this fear-based mentality that you are trying to put on me does not have evidence, does not have weight whatsoever. So I'm going to go out and I am going to act in accordance with not my fear-based system, with my, strength. like, strength-based system, strength -based. with what I know is to be true. Yeah. And then people are looking at you like you're crazy. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> that's okay, too, though. But that's okay, too, because you have to understand, when you're coming from a strength-based approach, that means you are pulling on every coping mechanism that you have used throughout your life to get through any type of hurdle in your life. Only you can define what those hurdles are, right? To come out on the other side to be successful and to show excellence, right? Only you can decide what that is. But I think that's the piece. We have to start having the conversations and normalizing what a strength-based action is in order for you to not take in the fear-based perception. I think it's that, and I also think it is we have to also normalize a strength-based community yes. that you are surrounding yourself with because there are so many times where if you do push against it, when you do say, I'm going to lead with my strengths, I'm going to lean into that beyond fear, that there's so much that you are working against, to your point, that you are pulling on every coping mechanism, you are pulling on all the things that you've been taught, and you come out of that. And there are so many days where you're exhausted or you're like, gosh, I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. Or why am I exhausted in the day? And it's because you are just fighting. So let's talk about what this strength-based community is. You know, when I, when I think about this, the first thing that comes to mind is what I have built with you and others of my friends who I feel like are those who hold me up and do not focus on here are all the things that you don't do well, but focus on here are the things that you do and how do you continue to like push yourself in that direction? Because a part of the issue is if you've got a community that's just focused on your, the areas where you aren't growing, the areas where you do have hurdles, that's just gonna feed your imposter syndrome even more. Now, let me be clear that you all, as a part of my strengths-based community, do not let me slide so you're not like oh die you're amazing everything you did was wonderful there's accountability there but in right. a way 
that doesn't destroy me or push me to then turn around and continue to feed those false fears and false notions that the world, that people who do not know me, who do not know my abilities are telling me. And I think there's a big difference. And I think a lot of times people are like, I got this community around me, but they are not figuring out and recognizing, is your community feeding your fear or is it eliminating your fear? And that is critical to figure out and understand because there are two different directions your posture syndrome can go. You can feed that fear and let it take you over, or you can find space to walk away from that so that when you do go against the grain, when you do break against those other notions, you have support that is like, yeah, going against the grain and I got her. I got right. her back and I see where she's going. Right. No, you make a good point there, Di, because when you really think about having um, a strengths-based community, like this community knows your strengths, they know your aspirations, they know your story. Mm -hmm. And they can fact check with you, as I like to say, in the sense of if this belief, this fear belief um, that has come about, they're going to help you fact check it. What does this what does this mean to you? You know, what is the purpose of it? Is it true? Like, yeah. do you really think it's true? And if it's true, I'm here to process with you why it's either true or why it's not true. And that's when you're able to really utilize your community for that support so that you're not feeling stuck and waddling in mm -hmm. the fear, right? However, the flip side to this is, is that it's good to have your community, but it's also good for someone to have the, their internal, um, their own internal strength to process on their own to fact check, right? Um, However, sometimes doing it on your own is just is you need a little bit more support. And I think if you allow yourself to be curious and really examine what is a strength-based community to yourself, a lot of these falsified beliefs will become back being what? False. Yeah. And you and will prove no them as false. <laughs> and you will prove them as false. And therefore, imposter syndrome really will not exist for you. Yeah. I, I think that that's so important, especially because like outside of the community, there are so many people that are already against us. There are so many people who want to, in, to interject, I can't even talk today, like to want to inject that fear. Because right. to them, if you inject that fear, you feed that fear, then we stay down. We stay in our quote-unquote place. We never rise above. We don't break out of the system. We don't break out of these stereotypical norms. And so it's so important to make sure that you're just not doing the regular things of the world to fight imposter syndrome. Like as a Black woman, I read these imposter syndrome books and articles, and I'm like, that sounds all nice and good, but that doesn't work for me. Like my layer has to be a level deeper because you're not fighting what the world says against you. You're fighting what you think about yourself and what you've internalized for yourself. I got to fight what internally I think about myself and what the world has told me to think about myself and what a broader community that is not my core community has told me to think about myself. And those are layers that people aren't willing to get into, but I'm like, let's just be real. Yeah. That is the stuff that we got to deal with. Like we are fighting like 17 layers of imposter syndrome. So we can't yeah. do what the normal book tells us to do. There are so many yeah. other layers that we have to deal with because we got to be like, whoa, where'd that come from? Well, it came from society who said this. And I'm just like, 
well, before I can even get to my own stuff and deal with my own internal fears that I'm dealing with, I got to deal with what everybody else is doing for me and telling me. And that is a whole different beast. Right. Exactly. And, 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 and it's true enough, you know, and I mean, hearing you say that, it's like, shoot, I'm at, so I'm at so many wars about me. <laughs> yeah, I'm in so many wars about me. But you know what? I'm worth it, though. Worth every, you, you know what I mean? I'm worth it, though. Like, it's yeah. just like, that's the power. I feel like that we do hold, right? That you have people in so many different arenas really trying to rip you down and they're ripping you down because they see your power. They see, they see how you really exert yourself, how smart you are, how beautiful you are, whatever it may be, right? So at the end of the day, it's, well, let me just plant a little seed. And I know when she'll leave here, she'll think about this particular seed. So it's really a hijacking of the mind. You it know, is. that is what imposter syndrome is. It hijacks you. Um, and it really, you really start to internalize it and start believing it because you do not have that strength-based community behind you check fact-checking it saying that no it's wrong like no that's not no that's not who I see you to be if I saw you to be that way then I will tell you this is why it's so important you know when we talk about our stories in the media when we talk about who's telling our stories you know, I, I spent, and I spent so much time, like I prioritize reading autobiographies from Black women who've been written, you know, by, their, by themselves and telling their story because there's not enough of us telling our story and there's so much media out there that doesn't tell us how to get to those facts, that doesn't show us how to get to our own core story, how to own our story, that we have to go fight for it ourselves. And that's why it is so important that our stories are shown in media, shown publicly, so we can have a baseline. But let me also just be clear that even the stories that are told about us in the media, uh, those aren't all right. I mean, I'm thinking about you know some of these uh, some of these movie creators and play creators. We won't name names, but look, I'm like in every story, does the black woman need a man to save her, and does she got to be on? drugs and single mom and she's got all these issues and a man is here to save her or there's a white woman or a white man that gives her a hand and pulls her up can we toss those narratives because those also feed our own imposter syndrome where it's like you can't even see us in the media like can we just stop that can we stop those stories right right can you really take a more of a strengths-based approach with our story, please. Can we have a strong <laughs> black woman? Right. Period. 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 It's so true. And it's so demeaning, right? Because then, like, this is something that people are reading, right? They're watching. So they're interjecting that into their own belief system of who a black woman is. Like, oh, you always need a man. Oh, you all are on drugs. Oh, and it's just like, no, no. Then when we show up to work or any other space, it's like, that's what they're carrying. Right. right, And it's wrong, but that's what they carry. And it's just like, well, I can't deal with y'all too. Y'all got to do, just so so we're clear, y'all with all those false narratives, that's on y'all. We're we're dealing with our true narratives. We're dealing with our own strengths. Y'all got to go break your own 
ideas and these own mentalities that we're on drugs. We're all like, we're all single moms. We're yeah. all like, <laughs> I'm just like, like yeah, we, we don't work out. We all like eat the same food. We talk the same way. We yell, we're angry. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're tired. That is a true narrative because we're tired of all these false narratives that y'all create and push out there about us that we got to fight even before we can get to like, you know, me at my core. Right. And it's just like you're pushing out the false narratives and then we are still having to fight within our own race with each other on these false narratives. Right. And it's just like you said earlier, Di, it is so many wars with the black imposter syndrome that it it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous because as a race, we are resilient. We yep. are smart. We make it go. Yeah. And that is facts. If you, and for me, it's just because of all of the trauma and distress that we have gone through um, as a race and still come out still fighting and not giving up, you would think that is enough. But it's not enough. You got to go, you got to take the bullseye and hit and hit the dart on the on our backs. And that's the piece that makes black imposter syndrome so dangerous and reckless Mm -hmm. because you can truly lose yourself and never come back up, never come back up. It's like a psychological sentence. And, and, And that's part of the reason why we're here. And why we have these conversations, because we're not going to let you lose yourself. We, we nah. don't want you to lose yourself. It's exactly why we have this uh, space. We have too much, we have too much to bring. Um, we're a force to be reckoned with. And I think um, it's, you, you have to fact check. Fact check what people are trying to plant in your head and what you're believing. Like even your own thoughts. You better fact check, fact check them and ask yourself, is this true? What is the meaning? What is the purpose? And if it makes you feel a certain type of way, own that. That's part of doing your internal work. I don't have anything else for you guys. I'm like, I'm like, I'm amped up. I feel like level 17 is coming out. So (laughs) I'm ready to go fight that imposter syndrome. (laughs) It ain't welcome. It ain't welcome at my front door. So (laughs) it, it creeps up, but it does creep up. And, um, it's just so many factors that play a role to it showing its face, but you have to already have your tools ready to go. It's a real thing. People go through it. Everybody go through it, but I'll say that'll wrap up our Friday for me. All right. Check us on the Black Compass next Friday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week on the Black Compass. Make sure to visit our websites at drjesswilliams.com and dynastyhunt.com where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes and Spotify so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'll appreciate a rating on iTunes or if you'll simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. And remember, the world shouldn't define where you go. Your internal black compass should.